Hi everyone, and I'm today talking with Nats Levy from Auckland, New Zealand. Hi Nats. Hi, kia ora. Good morning. Kia ora. Yep, kia ora. And Nats is a fitness guru, but in a holistic way. So we're going to find out more about that because, you know, she can definitely, uh, you know, grind it out with the best of them and all of that sort of stuff. But she also does stuff in a very, very unique way. And that's, um, you're really building a brand for yourself, definitely. I mean, you did it in mainstream fitness for a number of years. And now in what I'd call the alternate fitness space as well, which is really uh, a very modern way of looking at health holistically and fitness. And of course, we're all stuck at home. And even though some of us might be let out to play in the next little while, they may stick us back inside again. So just before we got on this call, folks, I was, uh, I was saying to Nats that I was talking to somebody this morning who's replaced their morning walk and morning run with uh, baking. So I think there'll be a lot of that going around at the moment. Tell me, Nats, what are you doing? You've been home, you and Filippo, your husband, for uh, a few weeks now. What have you been doing to, to keep yourself at, at the top of sort of your physicality? Well, I think the first thing that I did mentally was just accept that the situation is very different. Um, you know, you can't go to the gym, you can't do your regular routine and just making sure that my head was okay with that. Um, the next thing I did, because I was already streaming some classes and doing some sessions from home. Um, so then I just had to think, how, what could I do in my house? What could I do? And more for Filippo, it was about taking care of him as well, to make sure that our physical health is taken care of so that we can really thrive mentally and spiritually during this time. Um, and for me, to be honest, it was actually thinking about Filippo and what he needed that really um, helped me sort myself out because I was like, right, I have only booty bands and booty bands, though they will challenge him, that's not enough for my big, strong Psalm 1. I need to kind of sort out what can I do for weights? How can I think creatively to get this man working out and feeling the good endorphin kick that comes from fitness? Yeah, exactly. So what did you come up with? Well, um, creatively, I made some kettlebells out of a shopping bag by loading some weights in. Um, but for him, that wasn't enough. So I have a friend who works with fitness equipment. And initially, they were on lockdown. And um, then they got, uh, I think, reordered to an essential service. So reached out to her and I was like, look, what have you got? You know, Filippo, uh, what can we use? And she made she had some stock that was actually um, not good for commercial use. So she she arranged for me to have that cleared out because um, it was a heavier weight. It was like 20 kilos and more of these um, sandbags that weren't top quality, which could break for a commercial gym being thrown around, but for us is fine. Um, yep. So I got a hold of those. I arranged like a pulley system, kind of similar to a TRX strap where you can use your body weight and we've got ours on a tree um, to make the movement more challenging and really challenge the core. And I thought about things that would really um, benefit Filippo but also, uh, I guess, throw back to his athletic days where his history of training is. Um, so we've come up with a stretching program, which really was terrible at. But that challenge motivates him. But it's also keeping him healthy from being too locked up in the same body positions that he might be sitting in all the time. Yeah, I get it. So let's, let's go back and let's hear a little bit of the Nats Levy story. So uh, anybody who's not familiar with your brand, because we're, we've got people from all over the world on, on these calls and, and listening to them, some watching, some listening. Um, tell us where you started in and, you know, why did, why did health call you in the first place? 
And then mm -hmm. what did you do about that? And how did you get to where you are now? Well, I, you might find this very, very funny to believe, but I wasn't actually into fitness or PE at school. Uh, I went to an international school in Malaysia and my passion was physics. I loved physics so really? much. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I loved it. It was my favorite. I think it was the teacher. I had a very, well, actually all the teachers in that school were amazing and it really drove my passion for academics. Um, and all we kind of did for PE was swimming, which I enjoyed. And Taekwondo, which I also enjoyed. I loved the dance style patterns. Um, and table tennis. Uh, we were a very small school indoors and table tennis was our lunchtime activity. Um, and I enjoyed it when I got the opportunity to play it. It didn't happen a lot because I'm naturally very introverted and I was very tall in a country where people um, uh, were not <laughs> as tall. No, they're not tall. How do you put that? They're not tall. Um, so I stuck out like a sore thumb and that with all the elements of my personality and my gumbiness from growing so long so quickly and not being able to control my body made me quite self-aware. So it wasn't often that I'd stand up in the lunchroom, cross that lunchroom and go and play the table tennis. But when I did and lasted like one set because I had amazing, amazing talented table tennis players to play against um, before I was served out, uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, probably my athletic when we came back to New Zealand as a family, um, I started to dabble a little bit in some sport at school, but I didn't really have an idea of what was needed. And I was playing with people that had probably been playing their whole life and had a good instinct for things like netball and knew what was happening. And I just had, I was clueless. I was so clueless. Um, but I did like jumping around. And I think my first, uh, you, where I truly fell deeply in love with fitness and movement was doing a group fitness class. So exercise to music. Um, right. And I distinctly remember being in that room at the back of the room and nailing some sort of crazy combination where it was an opposite leg kick with a punch and a sidestep to this music with this like rock star of an instructor on the stage. And I remember completing that workout first, which was a very big success for me. And then just that feeling of elation afterwards. And that just, that hooked me in. And you obviously saw yourself on that stage to doing that at that time. <laughs> Absolutely not. No? <laughs> no, um, no. No, I used to hate it when the instructor would call my name out. Like I would cringe it. Like that first experience I think was 10 years before I actually made the transition into uh, the big gym, which I ended up developing my fitness relationship with and my credibility, I guess, called Les Mills. It was 10 years of many failings and many learnings before I stepped on stage and could rock a class. Yeah, so then, uh, then there was a whole career at Les Mills, which is a household name in many countries around the world. Um, you know, probably along with World Gym, two of the, the best brands in, in really fitness. And, uh, you know, you achieved it the highest level possible through that and and then into your own business as well. So, and now for the past few years, tell everybody what you've been doing, what you've been focusing on. So for the past few years, um, I guess the whole story of my journey to now um, was that I had a huge burnout. So being a seasoned professional working in fitness, um, we're, we're athletes, we just are athletes. There's a huge volume of training. Um, we're on the go all the time. And in my case, I was not just doing classes and I was doing quite a few classes a week. I was also training to supplement any movement patterns I needed to work on. And some of the time that was in my own head, like, you know, I was putting extra pressure on myself. 
um, as well as training others one-on-one -on -one and giving them their energy and moving around and pulling the weights and doing everything for them, there was a huge volume and energy expenditure. And with that, there was a lot of also for me to have the role where I was an international fitness instructor on DVDs and doing this representative work for the company, there's the expectation that you look a certain way as well. Um, yep. So kind of maintaining what was given to me as a target weight range for my height was a bit ridiculous. Um, but I am so driven with a goal. If someone gives me something, I just go for it. Um, I, I kind of just keep moving without any thought around it. It's the way, it's the way that I'm kind of wired. Um, so I was overtraining, uh, not fueling my body with enough energy. So not an eating disorder, but definitely a pattern of disordered eating. Whereas quite orthorexic actually obsessed with being healthy obsessed with what the macronutrients were obsessed with um you know what food was serving my body well in terms of is it a protein is it a carb is it a fat as opposed to just eating for the pleasure of eating um right. that with a lot of stress i lost my menstrual cycle and i ended up in this position and the syndrome known as female athletes triad which right. is actually quite common now within the commercial industry because a lot of um, gym members and gym goers are just following the people that influence them um, and it's not always a style of training or eating that's serving them for their body type uh, for their culture and for how diverse they are as a human being so that burnout was absolutely awful at the time um, it's been reclassified now to reduced energy syndrome because boys are going through this as well um, that was terrible because it wasn't just the physical ailments there was a whole mental side to it as well. So when your hormone system isn't working properly, your brain doesn't work properly. So I felt like I was in this haze and fog and I just couldn't think clearly. And I was operating on the daily, but without being present in the daily. And um, actually my cat who's passed on, Arnie, I loved my cat so much. He was just a ginger mongrel, no pedigree, nothing like that. He um, bit me on the leg one night. Uh, it wasn't his fault. He was sleeping on our bed and I rolled onto him and he's a tiny cat and this massive leg was coming down on him. He bit my leg and it ended up turning into cellulitis. And that case of cellulitis forced me to stop. It put me in bed for three weeks and wow. it made me question, what am I doing with my life? And that was the pivotal moment where I thought, you know what? My story's worth sharing. I can't keep doing this another week, let alone another year, let alone another 10 years. I need to change. So I changed. Yep. And that started with writing my book. So I wrote From Fat to Fierce, which is a guide. It's about my story, but it's also about helping people identify who they are as a diverse human and what they should be doing for their body type uh, in terms of training, nourishment, and even restoration. Because we've all got different energies and we all restore differently. And I think lockdown has definitely proven that. Um, so that was the start of it all. And from there, I've just been scaffolding different business offerings and different products that I am passionate about. Um, and that kind of serve that whole, I guess, wellness idea and the diversity of health idea. That's my value. Um, and yeah, so that, that, that's it. And now that's it's fantastic. just, yeah, it's going, it's going well. So um, I'll let people know in a, in a link attached to this uh, where to get to the book as well, because I think it'd be very useful for people if they can pick up a copy of From Fat to Fierce, which is one of the posters behind you on my right. Yes, it is. 
So not um, the giant woman. <laughs> <laughs> no, not the other one. So the other Nats, one. I'm interested to to find out about because you you went through that stage because you were so passionate and um, you became non-conscious to the point where Arnie the cat had to sink his teeth into you, which actually had this amazing effect, which got you to, to in many ways, heal your, your spirit in many ways, because you were just so driven like a lot of us are, you know, and it, you know, for some of us, it's health for others, if it's a business or an idea or a job or a, or a something. Um, so, so now with the benefit of hindsight and everything you know now, um, how do we as human beings keep that conscious balance of eating well and being within health without becoming, you know, crazy about it or reading every substance on every packet and all those sort of things? How do we do that in the modern world? Yes, well, in the modern world, the most necessary thing is to come back to that instinct, um, which is often the softest, quietest thing that you won't hear because of all the noise that's happening in your regular daily. And as in my case with my spirit animal, Arnie, um, it takes a shock to get you out of that routine. So times like this, lockdown, COVID-19, it's a shock. Um, so your body will be talking to you right now about what needs to change. It'll be like instinct will be louder than ever because none of the other noise matters anymore. Uh, so for example, you talked about um, the lady who loved to run and now loves baking. There's something in that, that baking, you said that her partner loved the baking. There's something about her um, wanting to show that love to the partner. There's that instinctive yeah. event, nurturing. Listen to that. We've all got it. So for example, me, I needed to take care of Filippo. That's always the driver in my training. When I'm training strong, I lift my weights heavier, not because I want to, not because I think, oh, wow, the athletic prowess of me. I think if my house was on fire and it was up to me to save my dog and my husband, I have to be strong enough to drag that 120 kilo body out of the house. That's what drives me, taking care of others. So your instinct, your natural instinct will be talking to you now louder than ever. And yes, you're going to get cravings. There'll be things like, I want to eat dark chocolate or chocolate. And there's something in that you maybe want the magnesium because you need to rest and restore. Magnesium is a great, great um, mineral for that. It will relax the body. Uh, you just kind of have to come back to what that body's trying to tell you and kind of work backwards. Okay, like I feel like this, it's a crunchy taste or it's a salty taste. Why do I want that? What's the, what perhaps is my body lacking and needing in this situation right now? Um, in movement, like, a lot of people are doing pockets of movement at, at the moment. If you know their regular routine has gone out of whack, you can't, you know, you can't train out. Well, maybe some of you can, but a lot of people are struggling to do an hour workout in their home when they manage to do like an hour and a half fine in a gym center. Listen to that. Pockets of movement, so little bursts of energy throughout the day, are going to lift your, lift your endorphins and be mood elevators, and perhaps that's what your body wants at this stressful time. Yeah. Great. So there's little instinct cues. Um, you, well, you must be in tune here because I had two blocks of dark chocolate about an hour ago before um, <laughs> this call. So I must be uh, craving magnesium. And uh, Landy, my partner, and I are thinking of going to the balcony for the weekend. So that should be fun. <laughs> <laughs> and Fresh we air. Even, yeah. We can't even go to the gym in our building because uh, that's out of bounds. So, uh, you know, I think a lot of people are facing this sort of thing. So let's 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 get it real because... 
you know, life as we know it has changed. And anybody who thinks it's going to go back to entirely the way it was, I think is really, you know, not been awake for the last couple of months because lots of stuff's going to change. I think, you know, gyms could be uh, definitely one of the downsides because people are going to say, gee, if I go to a gym with a lot of other sweaty people all hopping and coughing, is there a chance of me getting something there? And Will I get strain two, strain three? So we've got to we've got to come up with other things, offices and everything the other other way about that. So I'm interested in Nats Levy's top three home health tips, exercise tips, diet, um, general well being, holistic, anything. So, so imagine Nats that the listener is just going, I have no idea what to do. I'm stuck at home. Um, you know, with a bunch of people I don't know that well called my family because I'd never see them, but now I do. And I, I want to yeah. at least be vibrant and feel like I've got some energy. What, what should you do? One, sleep. Sleep. It's the biggest healer in the body. So don't feel bad if you're having longer phases of sleep where you want to nap more often. It's your body trying to restore and replenish, replenish itself. So do listen to that. Number two, um, if you have access to a window, uh, put your forearms or your feet out in this direct sunshine for 10 minutes. So boost those vitamin D levels. Um, it's sunshine. You know, it, it makes us feel alive. It starts a whole process of chemical reactions within our body, which will make you feel better. Um, and I'm not saying go out and sunbathe in mid sunshine at 12 o'clock during the day when, you know, the the UVs at its strongest. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying just 10 minutes, expose your forearms or your calves, but if the area of your skin, so you can boost those vitamin D levels. Um, third thing, water, drink water. We, um, we are mainly composed of water and you want all those chemical reactions to happen. And so without those three bases, movements, just, you know, movement, you know, it's great. I love moving. It's a, uh, you know, it's a borderline addiction for me. Well, no, it is. I'm a reformed addict. Um, but if you don't have those other things right, movements, it's just a distractor for your true health right now. If you're nailing those three, then I would say whatever the movement is, do some movement. Don't be prescriptive. Don't put rules around it. Just move. Whether that's cleaning very furiously, and some of you um, type A detail people will love that, um, yeah. go for it. You know, it's lots of body patterns, lots of primal movement patterns in cleaning. You've got to bend, you've got to push, you've got to pull, you've got to hinge, you've got to twist. You've got to get in all those nooks and crannies. The thing that I love to do is dance wildly. Um, so we're allowed to go outside at the moment in lockdown for walks or runs around the block. We've got to stay within our area. And I love doing a run slash dance because A, it's physical activity and I'm addicted. And B, um, that kind of pattern of unknown and just doing what your body feels like and not caring what anyone thinks has been so freeing for me. Filippo is not quite with me on that. He often <laughs> cringes and walks the other way, but um, I'm really enjoying it. And you can do that same thing in your lounge room. You don't have to be outside to do that. Put on your favorite song. There's no judgment over what your favorite song is. Move in a way that that music talks to your body. There's exercise. There you go. That's fantastic. And I, I know Lundy, my partner, she, she does exactly that. I mean, the music gets cranked and, and you know, and she dances and, uh, you know, it's combinations of moves she knew when she was a dancer and, and you know, crazy stuff to just, uh, to just keep moving. But Nats, it's so funny because um, 
you know, whilst putting together this series of, of interviews, I've interviewed, you know, ex-US senator, um, head of a charity, um, a leadership coach, a relationship specialist, um, the greenest man on the planet, et cetera, et cetera, and you, and, uh, you know, a host of other people, there hasn't been one person yet who has said that anybody should be doing anything difficult or not that their heart and their physicality is talking to them about. So, you know, it's fascinating that at a time like this, you know, in a world where it takes so much technology and, and strategy and thought and process just for you and I to connect on this call, let alone the satellites and everything else that are allowing us to do it, but fundamentally our basic mm. human needs are becoming more basic. And I think that, you know, I loved your advice. I really loved your advice. I think it was fantastic. I mean, I know my good friend Don Tolman used to say, um, if you're ever in a bad mood, just go for a walk. It's impossible to be in a bad mood after you've been for a walk. And I actually tested it a few times and he's absolutely right. So this, this fundamental stuff is, is great. Now, I'm not sure what it's like in New Zealand, but I know in some countries, uh, and I've definitely noticed it here because we're in South Africa at the moment, um, not everything we want is available at the supermarket. So, for example, mm. one of the things we can't get is fish. Um, so we can't get fish. Uh, we can get smoked salmon, but we can't get uh, a fresh fish. You know, vegetables, the certain ones that are missing, the ones that are there are really expensive. Um, so I think people can't get even what they want at the moment. So what would you say, if we, if we shift the conversation to diet, what would you say that people need to focus on now? I mean, it's been great for us being locked up. Uh, because we travel so much, we're both actually losing weight. So yeah. uh, because we're not eating out every damn night, you know, and, and with restaurants that we don't know what's on the menu, so to speak, or what's in the ingredients. So it's good for us. But I think for many people, they're comfort eating at the moment. And, you know, that's, that might be good for a couple of weeks. But if this goes on for six months, it can cause some health issues. So, so some tips from you on the, the diet side of things. Relax. Um, yeah, I think we're so used to getting what we want when we want it. Um, that it's kind of almost made us a little bit lazy. We just kind of eat some of the time without any thought or process to behind what we are eating. So now that some of our favorites might be restricted or we can't get such a wide variety and choice of what we can eat, we, can, we have the opportunity to look at food and eat and taste the food before we eat it, if that makes sense. So you can yep. size it up with your eyes, you can smell it, you can see what appeals to you. Um, which sounds really woo-woo, but that's a lot of what eating is and what your, you know, your body's geared up. Like you see something that looks tasty and you start to salivate. Um, it's a lot of, it's a way that the, um, I guess the design and the processes start to operate and work. Um, you can like, you can try substituting my one, I would just say as much as possible, go whole foods. So plants grow. You know, something that you can, that has a lifespan is, and you can have access to, try that. And if there's not your regular vegetable available or something that's a little bit different, but still a vegetable, try it. 
you know, there's a reason that that will be available because it's in your area and available. So that means it's locally grown probably, which will serve your body better because it's in a time zone that you're in, if that makes sense. Absolutely. So a lot yeah, of the no, time we're used to eating food that's been imported. And, you know, for example, I might be in the middle of winter, but I'm eating a fruit that's available in the middle of summer from somewhere else in the world. It's very confusing for the body. Yep. So just go with what is on offer and try and relax around that. There will be times, and I know that there will be different areas of the world where you can't do that. You know, you, the best you can do is canned or processed or stored. Just have a look at the ingredients and try and make the best choice for that moment in that present time. Don't hold yourself accountable to values and routines that are of an age of old. We can't have that now. Um, you know, you've got to adapt, you've got to change for the present. And the more you're okay with that, then the emotion behind what you're eating and when you're eating will serve your body better. If you already put something negative in terms of a thought or like, oh my gosh, I never normally eat canned mixed beans and now I have to, then it's not going to help your body at all because your body knows that you don't want to eat it. Be really <laughs> grateful that you can eat that food. You know, yeah. you, you've got that you can make some sort of wonderful recipe out of your can to mix things, you know, it's doubles up as a fitness weight as well as nutrition for your body. Look at the positives. Yeah. Fantastic advice. Um, you've been really successfully and I see it's growing to running some online stuff for people who want to, um, you know, be led, I guess, in their fitness and in their health online. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about what you've been doing? And uh, it's something that, you know, is it available for the listeners and the viewers? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know that I've been working really, really hard on what my offerings are because I have this innate sense in me where I just want to heal the world and I want to tell everyone everything and I just can't switch that off. And that's okay. I'm all right with having that because it makes me me. Um, so I've created a few different things that kind of stem from this one concept of having a wellness gym. Um, and my wellness gym is based on the book from fat to fierce, because I believe that it's not just fitness. We're holistic beings. We're all different from each other. So we should treat our body holistically. So that means it's not just separating movement from what you're eating, from how you restore your energy. It's integrative and it's whole. But I also believe that you and I, should not be eating or doing the same training as each other when we're such different beings. Yep. So the gym is based on those principles, which come from the book where I cater um, meal plans, I guess, nourishment plans. I cater uh, movement and training plans. I have like live TV. Like it's like, cool. imagine me coming into your living room, running a class and I interact with you because technology enables us to do that. So you can comment, I can tell a joke, you can laugh and it's all in real time rather than record it because that connection for me and my group fitness experience was something that made me thrive and kept me accountable and kept me going to moving to be a healthier body. Um, so I've included that into the gym. And then for those people that do want it, I've created more premium and platinum packages where I do a concept known as Dutch testing. Um, and Dutch mm. testing is a hormonal test where it takes a dried urine sample and it looks at your metabolites and what's coming out of your body so that I can then go back kind of uh i guess you kind of go back from that test results to say well for example your body is too high in androgens or test testosterone so why is that happening what sort of training um would serve you well now or um 
I can see that your insulin regulation is not great from this dried urine sample. So we need to make sure that the carbohydrate or the sugar intake for your body is as stabilized as possible for you to get the best results. Because otherwise you're going to continue to put that weight and that body fat, not necessarily the weight, that's the wrong word, onto your hips and around your stomach. And you'll feel like you're out of control. But all it is is that you're not listening to your body. You're, you're still putting in you know, those carbohydrates and very weird times of day when your body's saying, no, stop, I cannot handle this anymore. So that testing is, um, it's been amazing um, for my clients that are doing it with their results. Um, just, you know, like that kind of sense of, oh my gosh, what was I doing all this time? And yep. my answer was right in my pee. That's fantastic. Well, I, I'd encourage people to definitely do that. Nat, so I want to move now to um, what's going on in people's minds, which is, right, the third, the third sort of part of, you know, health in my mind, and, and tell me if there's a fourth or a fifth or a sixth. So I'm looking at diet, I'm looking at uh, the exercise things, and then I'm looking at the mindset um, uh, as well. So uh, what can you do to, or what could you suggest to help people with their mindset to not just sit on the couch, um, and get too comfortable there. And I agree with you. I mean, we're sleeping more um, definitely and, and doing all that sort of stuff. We're actually eating less, but um, that's just, we're doing what our body wants really. But I think a lot of people can get into a rut, particularly ones who aren't very self-disciplined or, or maybe we're always working in an office and now are coming home and for the first time. So any, any sort of suggestions around keeping the mind vibrant? Yeah, so everybody everybody has a different way that they love to stimulate their brain, whether and depending on what sort of personality energy you are, introverted or extroverted or a bit of both, and also your learning style, so visual, auditory, or kinesthetic. Um, if you know that stuff about yourself, fantastic, then you'll have a good idea of what you need to do to keep your mind stimulated because um, you want it to be stimulated so that you can grow. Like this time doesn't have to be just about surviving. It can be about thriving as well. Uh, but you need to understand that about how you operate. So I would look at, um, there's lots of online tools, which is great at the moment where you can do free personality tests or identify what your energy is or identify what your learning style is. That would be my first port of call for you. If you are in a rut, and I, you know, this really this really um, talks to my heart because this is how I felt when I was before the, Annie, my cat bit me on the leg. If you're in that rut and you feel like you're in that hole, it is the hardest thing to sometimes just get out of bed. And so take each step in your day as a celebration. So yay, you got out of bed. Yay, you um, managed to eat some breakfast. Okay, and just give yourself small accountable steps that you can tick off and a little bit of a routine and semblance to daily life so you can feel like you're achieving something because that sense of achievement will help you to do that plan the next thing, which will give you the next sense of achievement. So it'll scaffold and momentum one on top of the other. I would, you know, a lot of people have been living crazy, crazy busy lives. And what might feel like a rut now, uh, it's just, I guess, a sense of them coming off that addiction to busyness. So this lull might feel like, wow, life is so terrible and I'm really stuck in a rut, but actually what your body is doing is thanking you. You know, um, I used to confuse because I was always hyped up on exercise or coffee or something or noise in the gym and lights or something. I was so hyped all the time. Um, when I was actually in a state of relaxation, I thought that was 
not relaxation. I thought it was like, oh, wow, like I'm just so tired or I need some more coffee because I thought I needed to be hyped up all the time. I was so addicted right. to that brain chemistry that was happening. So recognize that perhaps you're not in a rut. Perhaps this could be you weaning off your addiction to being fired up all the time. Um, and then, you know, like do do those little planning ideas, uh, whether it's reading, um, find some old books if you can, so that you're not online and kind of seeking that hyped up feeling again. Um, Flipa, my husband, has been doing a lot of reading, like just pulling out all these old books. And, you know, like I'm not doing that. I like to move. So I'm dancing around in my runs with my dog outside doing crazy things. Um, but Filippo's really thriving because he's learning and he's rereading some books, but he's getting a different angle um, yep. from that same material. Yep. I, I get that. And it's, uh, I think that's fantastic. So uh, one of the things that, uh, you know, has happened in our apartment block here is they've now set up a library in the gym. You can't use the gym mm -hmm. because it's, you know, it's off limits, but, um, but it's now a library. So I think, uh, you know, reading and cleansing the mind and watching some good YouTube documentaries, summits, mm. et cetera, et cetera, is just a, a fantastic thing to, to get there. And I, and I couldn't agree with you more about this is, um, this is not a rut. This is actually you slowing down for the first time ever. Nats, Do you know what I have done? Sorry, I just you made me think of something. Um, one thing that this clarity and this lull in time has done is made me come back to dreaming. So not just when I'm sleeping, but I am intentionally, this is what I, you know, I was just like, oh, what am I doing? I'm doing this. I'm intentionally visualizing what I want my next day to look like, what success I want in a year, what success I want next week, what I want our lives to look, feel, taste, smell like. Like I'm sensory kind of imprinting that in my mind very proactively, um, which sounds a bit woo-woo, but that has worked. That has been so good for me. Um, and I would not have done this pre-lockdown life. Like I would have thought about it, but there's no way I would have done it. But I actually now look forward to it. It's like creating my own movie and watching my own movie before I go to sleep. And I tell you what, it's the power of what you put out because some of the things that I was dreaming and thinking about a week and a half ago have happened this week. It's just, it's been quite crazy and mind blowing. Um, so, you know, give that a go, you know, play imagination games because our minds are so powerful. Yeah, they certainly are. It's a beautiful way to finish up. I, I want to thank you so much for being on, on the call today and um, folks check out Nats's books, contact her and get on one of the programs um, because, you know, you want to use this time really well. And I think she's got some fantastic ideas. It was really, really valuable for people. So thanks so much. Coffee to our lover, Mike. Thank you.